and welcome to PCOM Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Feldstein, and today we're talking with Laura Calhoun, Executive Director of the Southwest Georgia Area Health Education Center. Mrs. Calhoun and Suiga Ahak play an integral role in helping to fill the need for physicians in Southwest Georgia. The AHEC's goal is to increase access to healthcare by improving the number and distribution of healthcare providers in the 38 counties that make up the region. Additionally, the AHEC aims to cultivate a diverse healthcare workforce that closely resembles the state's population. To improve Georgia's citizens' access to healthcare, the AHEC works to assure that each community has enough practitioners in the right disciplines, particularly in primary care. I'm happy to welcome a great friend and partner to PCOM Georgia and South Georgia, Laura Calhoun. Laura, welcome. Thank you for having me. Excited to participate in my first podcast. Laura, could you just tell us, give us an overview of what an area health education center and AHEC does for our listeners who may not be familiar with the term or the concept? I will. And unfortunately, probably most of them aren't unless they've dealt with us directly. So I feel like we are probably one of the, the most underknown nonprofits out there. So Area Health Education Center is a nonprofit. Our mission as an organization is to grow the healthcare workforce for rural and underserved areas. So it is a national organization. We are supported through HRSA funding that way. So there are probably 300 AHECs across the country. They are typically housed in a medical school because the funding has to come through that way. And each state is, is slightly different. Um, but again, the mission is to grow that healthcare workforce. So within Georgia, there's six different AHECs. They are covering all 159 counties, and we are all our own independent nonprofit. So I have my own board. So the beauty of the AHECs is we are community driven. So I am focusing in on the needs of Southwest Georgia, which are different than the needs in Atlanta. But as an organization, we work together um, to get funding, which the state of Georgia is great. Uh, but we all do things differently in that mission to support growing that healthcare workforce. So again, most people aren't aware. And again, they work differently from state to state and they're of different sizes. Georgia and North Carolina are probably two of the biggest. But I would encourage people, if you're not familiar with AHEC, to look it up, A-H-E-C, learn what they're doing in your state to meet this mission. One of the areas you mentioned when describing this week AHEC was the anchor program. Could you go into a little detail about what that is and what that means to people in the area? Sure. That, um, and that was, again, probably established in 2011. And I think several of the AHECs in Georgia do it. But it's where several of the students from it started with a Swanee campus. I think it was six each year would come down and base themselves in Albany. So they were immersed in Albany. They were living here. And then we did their rotations in and around the Albany area. What we're excited about with the new campus in Moultrie is with our anchor students, uh, in one of our first meetings, we asked them who was actually from the area. We had one or three that were from communities in and around our 38 counties. And we asked them if they wanted to try and do their rotations in their community specifically. Um, the opportunity to save money by staying at home was attractive. One was married, so she was able to stay with her husband. But we focused on finding as many of their rotations as we could in those communities where they didn't have those expenses. And it works for the community as well, because the communities then are able to 
recruit uh, those students that are spending time there. So we specifically in Douglas, Georgia, at Coffee Regional, there was a student from that area. And the hospital is thrilled because they're doing multiple rotations. And now they have developed that relationship with that student. And he will be on their radar for when uh, he finishes his residency. And hopefully they'll be able to get him back. So it's, a, it's another component of that pathway back into rural medicine. Can you give us a few examples of how PCOM South Georgia and the Suiga AHEC have worked together even prior to the matriculation of our first class in 2019? I can. It actually precedes my time with AHEC. I've been here it'll be six years next month, and that um, history had already started. So I did a little homework, and it looks like maybe conversations with the Swanee campus started in 2009. And I think we hosted our first anchor students in 2011. So that's a, a key component of our partnership. Also with the, the Southwest campus or the South Georgia campus opening, we were thrilled with that. Meets our mission even closer, bringing a four-year medical school down to South Georgia. So we have been supporting that part of the groundbreaking ribbon cuttings and all that. A little fun piece is during the ribbon cutting, there was an essay contest that y'all asked me to coordinate. And we sent out a question to multiple HOSA groups within Southwest Georgia uh, and other students interested in healthcare and asked them, how can your generation work together to help shape the future of health in South Georgia? And actually the winner, Julia Patterson, is in your first class. I remember so, that. Um, yes. So Julia has a little bit of a, an extra star there. And we've been working with Julia since um, high school. So we love that and can't wait to see her back working in South Georgia. So she is a perfect example of, of what we're all trying to do. So, you know, I'm also serve on the interviewing committee. We've helped with getting some GME credits for different events for y'all. We partnered on the SAMHSA camp this last summer. So we are always open to new ways of partnering and Appreciate the, the long history that we have. Great. So how does Suiga AHEC work toward its goal of increasing access to health care? And, and what are some of the resources that you offer to students interested in health care and students who are pursuing an education in health care? Well, with our mission being to grow the healthcare workforce in rural and underserved areas, we are focusing on recruiting and retaining and getting students here. It's, it's a challenge that a lot of people in more urban and larger cities don't understand. Graduation day in high school is probably one of the saddest days for a small community because the students can't wait to get out and go to larger communities. So we are losing potential workforce. We have aging communities, so they are going to need more care. So we look at it as we've got to grow our own healthcare workforce. So supporting those students that are here that plan on staying is what we do. So we do that through a pipeline process, a recruit. So we are um, out in our 38 counties in the high schools, educating students on the different health careers. There's more than just um, doctor, nurse, there's 80 plus careers. So there's something for everybody out there. So we're making them aware of it. We're counseling students, making teachers aware of us that they know that we are here to help them. We have a health careers manual for the state of Georgia. It is kind of our Bible. It has all 80 different careers, but it's a great resource for students, parents, teachers, anybody, because it's got information about the healthcare journey. And some students don't have the eight, 11 years to go to medical school. They might only have six months after high school graduation to, to go into health care. So it lists the jobs that you can get within you know three to six months and it breaks it down into groups like that. And there's also um, a great 
component that has financial aid information, and it goes down to particular practices. It also lists all the schools in Georgia that have healthcare programs. So if say you're at Georgia State, you're a freshman and you decide, oh, I want to go into healthcare, you can look at this and see what healthcare programs Georgia State offers. Um, so it's a great resource for everyone to use. So that's on the recruit end of trying to develop that potential work base. But then once students are already in a program, we work with them on the train component. So helping coordinate rotations. Albany, at least in Georgia, was one of the first cities to embrace and encourage students to come down and do rotations in a rural area. It was kind of unheard of at the time. So they students actually get to come down and experience what it's like to be in a rural area. Um, it's a great training opportunity. The preceptors are definitely more engaged. There's more of a community feel. And the hope is that they train here and like it and want to come back. So we work with all the medical schools and allied health programs to help coordinate rotations and support the students through that process. So, you know, when we were working with the uh, Swanee campus, if there was a student from the Swanee campus that came down to Albany for a four-week rotation, we could provide free housing for them. You know, that student's already paying rent in up in Swanee area. So to pay for a hotel for four weeks is not possible. So we have great state support that we have housing in nine different cities in Southwest Georgia and the other hacks have it across other parts of Georgia. So, you know, having the, the Moultrie campus is taking that a step further because I think you're attracting a different group. If they are choosing a rural campus, that means they have an interest and hopefully the heart to practice rural. So we're thrilled to see what that's going to bring and think it's going to be a real game changer. So, and then we also have a retained component where, and it's mostly for nurses and allied health professionals, but, you know, if we are in South Georgia and all the CME or CE opportunities are up in Atlanta, that requires that you have to take a day off, there's travel expenses and everything else. So we have a library of continuing education opportunities that we make available. No, it's funny because, you know, my, my last question for you was, how can we truly make a difference in Southwest Georgia's healthcare industry? Opening your campus was huge. I mean, that was a gutsy move. Moultrie is small and it is, I think, perfect for what y'all are trying to do, which is focusing on rural medicine uh, and building that workforce. So I really think it's going to be a game changer. We'll see that, you know, eight years from now when this class is done and see how many come back. But if the, the true focus is, you know, identifying students that want to work in rural, that's going to make a difference. So if you're screening in students that say they have a heart for rural or underserved and don't specifically say, no, I can't wait to get to the big city. You know, if that's who's coming into your class, that's going to make a huge difference on building the workforce down here. So that that's definitely one of the big ones. You know, we also obviously need more residency programs south of Macon. Again, doing great stuff down there with Moultrie, with the um, new psychology residency coming. You know, students tend to, or not students, residents stay within a 90 mile radius of that residency. When you only have a few in South Georgia, then yeah, we're already putting ourselves at a disadvantage. So expanding those is important and that is um, happening, which is great. And preceptors is the hard part too. Um, That's a key component in building that workforce is we've got to have preceptors willing to train those students and preceptors that encourage rural medicine and the need for those students to come here. So those are a couple of the key things that I think would make a difference, you know, and then just obviously encouraging health careers and students to go into it that might not know that they have a role. I mean, a lot of times students don't know or think that there's not something for them in healthcare. You know, say I'm more artistic. 
So there's nothing for me in healthcare. Well, well, there is. There's art therapy and music therapy. So there's lots of different things that can be done for anybody that has interest, aptitudes that we can find a job in health career. Okay. Well, I'm sure you may have a couple questions for me. I do. I do. So opening a medical school campus in rural Moultrie, Georgia was a bold step and one that I think will significantly help address the physician workforce shortage in medically underserved areas. So how is PCOM South Georgia campus different than your other PCOM campuses? Like you said earlier, we truly have a rural focus at this campus. And part of our admissions process is really to give priority and look for people that A, are from rural areas and B, are committed to rural healthcare and staying in the area. You know, one could argue this is a grand experiment and you're right, we're not gonna know the results for about eight years. A, a, a lot of attempts have been made to try and increase rural physicians, whether it's scholarships, national health service, and quite frankly, and unfortunately, we really, you know, as a whole, as a medical profession and medical education world as a whole, have not been incredibly successful in A, you know, admitting rural students and B, retaining. So this for us was like, well, has anybody tried just putting a medical school in a rural area so that you truly get homegrown students who are really committed? And that's what, in fact, we've done in Moultrie. And we're excited and hopeful what the results will bear fruit. And as we go out into the communities, to the high schools, to the middle schools and even the elementary schools to really build that pathway so that that's an option. If you grow up, you know, in Moultrie or Tift or Thomasville say, wow, you know, I can go to college in the area and I can go to medical school in the area and I can come back and practice here. And to us, you know, that's really powerful. So that, that's really our perspective. And a lot of people talk about underrepresented minorities in medicine. Nobody thinks that rural kids are part of that. And they are. You know, rural applicants are underrepresented minorities in medicine and medical education. And, and we're working hard to try and change that. I appreciate you acknowledging that. I, I often say that and, and get people kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, no, we're the minority. Um, there aren't many rural students that are necessarily getting in. So it, it's great that y'all are doing this. So another question I had kind of feeds into that as well. And in, in trying to create a healthcare workforce that resembles the community it serves, how can rural and small town students with limited access to resources be more competitive in the medical, medical school application process? I mean, I look at some of these schools, A, that don't even have healthcare career path lines in their schools, but often you might have a student that is, you know, great in biology. They don't have any AP classes they can take because they're not offered. Your biology teacher might be your football coach. So you really have limited access to the things that make you more competitive. So how are y'all addressing that? So we're working with the communities to develop real pathway programs for middle school students, for high school students, that they can avail themselves at courses, at programs in the summer, during the school year, where they can really become part of the scientific community and, and allow their natural interests and desires to flourish. 
You know, our students are very active in that from a volunteer perspective and, and really a making PCOM South Georgia part of the community and going out into other areas surrounding Moultrie to become part of the high school and middle school community so that we can support these kids through their journey, you know, and help them get into the colleges that make them competitive and kind of keep tabs on them through their college experience so that they're yeah. ready and they're competitive. Right. And that is one of the other pieces, too, that, that coming from a small rural town that maybe didn't have AP classes, they're still at a disadvantage when they get to college. because a lot of the students they're competing against are already a year to a year and a half ahead because of all their AP credits. So it is a challenge for them constantly to get up to that. And, and it's definitely needed. So on the front end, working with them in, in high school and, and making them aware of organizations like us and making yourself available to them and tracking them and giving those supports is, is so important because we've even heard stories of students getting to a great school and they're pre-med and they go to apply and they didn't, their counselor or their advisor never told them they had to have that uh, organic chem class. So they're behind. So it's Students have to take their own control of it as well, but giving them those resources and supports to get through that is, is important in that process as well. So one of the things that I'm excited about that you wouldn't be aware of that we are reinstituting is the Teach Academy, which is Teachers Exploring and Advocating Careers in Health. It's a program we did probably in 2012 where we went out into the school system or hosted workshops for teachers and counselors and school nurses to help them know what the resources are and help identify students that might not necessarily say, I want to go into healthcare, but they recognize the attributes of the students that you would make a good healthcare professional so they can target those students and help them through that journey as well. So I think that's going to be a great resource. We'll be doing all 38 counties over the next three years in South Georgia to educate them. Well, if there's anything we can do with you to partner with that, to help enrich that program, that would be exciting. Well, you're on that list. So our first one is kind of a pilot because um, the, the initial program was where the teachers, they literally went out and shadowed professionals and got to see several different careers. It was a, a kind of a nightmare of logistics of moving all these people around Albany. But with the arrival of simulation labs, we are going to change that. So we are doing the first one in Albany to a two-day workshop, and they'll do uh, what we're kind of called round robins of different careers. So I will be reaching out to uh, partner with PCOM and Moultrie to be able to use their simulation lab on that. So again, the more people that see it and understand it, the better we are of getting more, more students into that pipeline. So Laura, I'd really like to thank you for joining us today. PCOM South Georgia and the Southwest Georgia Area Health Education Center have many common goals, increase access to healthcare, improve the lives of Southwest Georgians, and bring more healthcare professionals to the area. It's because of these common goals and our continued partnerships that we're truly beginning to see the fruits of our labor. To listen to past episodes of this podcast to become a subscriber, visit our SoundCloud page, or find us on iTunes by searching Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm Jay Feldstein, and this has been PCOM Perspective.